Welcome to the Fake Marketer podcast with myself, James Urquhart. And did you know that not every form of marketing is right for every single business? Sounds silly, right? Well, it's true. And millions are wasted every single year here in the UK and worldwide on marketing that should never, ever have been done. So listen up to myself and industry experts discuss why so much money each year is wasted on fake marketing. Welcome to episode 7. We're 7 episodes in. Of? What, of how many? No, no, you said welcome to episode 7, but of what? What do you mean? It's called the fake mark. Yeah, Spanish. We, <laughs> no, it's okay. We need, we need Nick here really, just to... Uh, to get all sorted. Um, so, today we have got a plan. A plan. We've got a plan. I want to say kudos to Aaron for this. Shout out. Aaron's given us a, a bit of a timeline to work to, hasn't she? Kudos, Aaron. Um, <laughs> and we are going to be discussing using big media events to your brand's advantage and why it works. It's a good topic. It's a it's a fantastic topic, Michael. But before we go into it, how's your week been? Good. We've had a busy day. We had a really busy day, actually, haven't we? Yeah. Should we tell them what we've been doing? Lots of things. <laughs> what time did our day? What time did our day start? Mine started at four fifty-two. Oh, four fifty. Yeah. Why is it early? I had to get to the train station. Isn't it? I had to get to town to get to the train station. Ah, that's fair. Okay, so you, you were you were early. Hmm. I was at five fifteen. So not at a line. <laughs> at a line. Uh, and why were we at this early, Michael? We were going to the big conversion meetup. We were, where I was doing a talk on are Facebook ads still relevant in twenty twenty three, which actually went down really well, didn't it? Yeah, I think it was good. Yeah, it was good. Down in London. London, yeah, it was down in London. I little shout out to Lido, Lido. Um, it was their event, and actually, it was class, wasn't it? Good event, very good event at the Everman Cinema in King's Cross. And, and yeah, it was good, it was really good. There were some brilliant speakers, there were six in total, including myself. And, and yeah, all in all, it was good. We saw some prospects, saw a couple of customers. Um, yeah, genuinely, just was a good, good day, wasn't it? Really, I ate some pizza. We ate some pizza. I had about like four or five slices, I think. I kept going back. Did you have a bacon butter in the beginning? Yeah. yeah. I was grabbing everything. I was just like, if it's there. Which is fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there. And then, and then we, we, we headed back to Leamington. Now we're here. And we are a bit late for this, so apologies to Michael, because I've been talking and doing work. Um, That's all right. But, yeah, we're going uh, we're gonna, we're gonna to discuss big media events. Because... Um, We've well, some of them a bit viral. Dash, and I have these in my house. Do you actually? I have these. I've never, I've never heard of them. No, so to be really transparent, they're really expensive. What are they? It's essentially like a. Is it like protein thing? No, no, no. It's just a. um, It's a drink with no sugar, basically. Imagine a gin and tonic without the, without the gin. It's not far off that. Are they the people that make the grenade things? No, it's a different firm. Huh. 
No, but we will go on to those. No, sorry, I've jumped ahead. You've jumped well ahead. Um, <laughs> but they're good. And one of their flavours is lime. Is it lime? Yeah, lime. Oh, uh, well, I have seen this brand, yeah. You would have seen them. Yeah. Dash, like a dash of something. Yeah, but they're expensive. Like a pound. Of c- the worst thing is they're a pound. But it's like a really small little oh, can. The little can, yeah. It's a pain in the ass, really. The branding looks kind of, they're trying to be quite sort of bougie, kind of. They are bougie. Yeah. But they're expensive, mm. which is fair. Um, but they did something really cool this week. So Prince Harry here in the UK was um, in a phone hacking trial down in London at the High Court. And the guys over at Dash did a bit of uh, guerrilla marketing. And they... Uh, had a massive sign. And what we'll do is Michael will put these yeah. captions and this this picture on um, on the um, edit clip clip, um, and it says Harry doesn't want the limelight, but we do. Very clever. Yeah, and it's it's lime flavoured as well. So you know, Michael, brains the operation. Um, <laughs> but what's really interesting with this is that it's what they did is when they the press were doing their their photos and stuff. And sort of Sky News and the live news shows. Uh, <laughs> they were just walking behind. Getting in the background. Honestly, brilliant. It's really, a good idea. Honestly, it's fantastic. Well, apart from that sign, and, um, and obviously a bit of resource in terms of time being there, they've had, they must have had millions, millions and millions of views. Hmm. I think it's so. just free marketing for them, isn't it, really? It is. All the pictures and stuff do it for you. Everyone talking about it on online, they'll all go, oh, did you see that? Whatever. But when you looked at when they were taking the when the Sky News and the other sort of news outlets were looking across the road at all, all the photographers, you just had this massive banner, <laughs> which is obviously that one where it was just up there. And it's just like, brilliant. Great idea. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but what I love more about this is although it's it's a bit gorilla, it's a bit out of um, a bit left wing, a bit curveball. Like, what I like about it is that they've not spoke about it. Everyone else has. Yeah. So if you'd go onto TikTok, if you go onto Facebook, any social platform, you'll see this ad out there. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they commenting and, and like. They've not. They've had. They've not had to push. They it. haven't promoted it themselves. They've let everyone else do it for them. It's on all the media. All the media outlets. Um, it's on all the all the papers. Fair play. I feel like this is a very you sort of thing. I feel like you love this sort of thing. You like the sort of subverting the sort of marketing that sort of pushes the envelope a bit. Yeah, well, I got um, in a bit of trouble at Edgebaston. Actually, <laughs> I wondered if you were going to talk about that. Yeah. So I got in trouble at Edgebaston last year, so we were at events and Edgebaston is a cricket club. No. <laughs> very, very formal, very Yeah. Were you there? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, we got tired of didn't we? Yeah, because you told me to go and film. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, so big contacts. We were uh, contacts, we were at a, a marketing show at the uh, Edgebaston and I thought it was a clever idea to get some stickers. Which said, um, let's on social with our logo, don't piss away your social media budget. And I stuck those above all the urinals. 
in all the back um, doors of the toilet. So when people were males were doing their business, they could see it. Um, and vice versa did the same in the ladies. But as well as that, we had some personalised condoms done, which uh, again, my local one, which had the perfect fit for your business. And I scattered those on the, on the, um, on the wash basins. Um, I didn't actually even know about the stickers. I only knew about the condoms. So that's another layer to that. And, and the, the, <laughs> the reason why they got really pissed off is because the the, um, the 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 guy that spotted there in there had to go and take them off, but he couldn't take them off. Uh, he had to like scrape them off. You know, you know you're not <laughs> And well, I, generally, it wasn't my intention to get really rubbish stickers. Um, <laughs> But yeah, when you um, when he was trying to peel them off, it was just left with this like dirty white gluey <laughs> mark and this really prestigious home of Birmingham cricket. Safe to say, I was tied off, and they were not happy. Yeah, but they did take off the stickers before they told me, so I would have gone to help them. Mm. But they did, and they shut them moan and said, "We've done it now." And I couldn't go to the ladies and do it because obviously I got there early. So. <laughs> Um, That's a way when uh, guerrilla marketing like that doesn't always work. But in terms of those condoms, they all went in the men's and the ladies. I probably had two or three posts on LinkedIn or social platforms saying, oh, these were funny. So where are they? Exactly. It did its job. Where are they gone? People must... pick up, oh, would you and just leave it in your bag? Don't know. Because you pick it up and go, oh, I'll not ask you, but like, that, you know, about yeah. these were marketers. I didn't have anything, so where have they gone? Don't know. Well, they're somewhere. <laughs> they must be. I don't know where the stickers are. <laughs> stickers are gone. <laughs> stickers are uh, they're perished. But yeah, the condoms, that's a funny one. I'm, I'm intrigued to see where they've gone. Hmm. Very intrigued. And you got a LinkedIn post out of it, didn't you? I think you posted about it after the event. So. Yeah, I did, but I was expecting, really, my plan was this, really. If I sort you of thought wanted to go viral. Yeah, or at least have a few people go, you know, let me tag you in. And yeah. I, said, I only had a few, that's what I mean. Like, where have they gone? Hmm. need to go bigger. <laughs> what size? <laughs> no, I mean, you need to, you know, increase scale. You need to, like, drop them from, like, a... Zeppelin or something. What's the Zeppelin? Those big balloon things. Oh. You fly over like London, you can drop them all. Okay, I like that. It'd be good though. It'd be good. I think it'd be quite expensive though. Mm, probably. Well, not probably. It would cost a fortune. <laughs> um, but there has been some good examples of this over the over the years. And there are one that, um, again, you mentioned actually, Michael, which is um, Grenade. I've heard of Grenade. They're the protein people, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew I'd, I'd, so I knew them the, from um, somewhere. Uh, I think they're in the US. I'm sure they are. But if they're not, um, essentially it's a protein bar, um, chocolate bar, with nothing in them apart from good stuff, apparently. But Nick and I are still convinced that <laughs> well, we're not sure. I think there's a Spartan in it. Uh. Getting quite you know, technical now. Um, but they um, um, but yeah during lockdown they got uh, they were quite frustrated that their gyms were, lock- were in lockdown mm-hmm. you know when we were sort of coming out of lockdown yeah. and they decided to buy a tank 
As you do. As you do. Bear in mind, these guys have got some serious dough. Um, buy a tank, personalise it, and drive it outside Parliament <laughs> to protest, to keep gyms open. Class. It's like the it's like the sort of parallel opposite of the last one where they went like they got a sign they went low budget and this is like buying a tank this is like the most high budget it's like the exact uh, opposite but the same uh, outcome that that wouldn't have been cheap I didn't have been cheap where can you buy a tank in lockdown about I reckon that buy a tank would have cost them about one hundred and fifty two hundred grand plus. Personalising it. Yeah, they'd just spray it all orange. Um, but they also got James Haskell to be on there as well. Who's that? The next rugby player. <laughs> you have no idea who he is. Oh, is that the guy in the picture? Yes. Yes, I see him. Yeah, so he, um, so I, I don't know if he'd have done it for free, potentially for be a publicity. Hmm. But again, these guys didn't have to push that. You know, the, the, the media outlet did it for them. You know, although I think. And I should have done a bit of research on this prior. I think they did push it themselves, but again, the premises are exactly still the same. Just like you said, a very, very different budget. Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of like a kind of different version of like a influencer marketing sort of where like you kind of do an event or make a product and you sort of get people to talk about it, and then it sort of spreads outside of you having to actually do the marketing. Well, it's got to be top of price for your products or service. Yeah. So a lot of companies could potentially do this, but you've got to really think outside the box. Yeah, I think you've got to do it in a smart way because people like will see if it's like just sort of a attempt just to piggyback off it. But the ones we've talked about, I think like they've done it in a intelligent way. They've made it funny, or they've. Well, the, the, the problem is, I will see. You know, we only see the the one percent that's that's been successful we won't see the 99% because they won't they weren't talked about because well, they it didn't stick mm. look at my condom prank <laughs> shit yeah if you were to look at it from a, a more my objective was I failed yeah miserably annoyingly I wasn't expecting to go like you know I wasn't expecting the daily mirror to call me yeah um, but yeah it failed really when you look at what the objective was these guys have not They've not failed. They've absolutely nailed it. Um, but in terms of sort of topical, it's got to be on topic, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, depending on what your service or you know product or service is, um, you, you you know you can't just. I think with these is that you've got to be clever. Yeah. And you've got, the timing is really important. So, you know, for example, let's say my condom track, maybe it just wasn't the right event. Yeah. Maybe the idea was good, but actually, was it was it the timing? Yeah, you was could it? have done it at a different event, and they could have like sort of, I don't know, like got on board with it more. Yeah, maybe you know people that went to the toilets were like, oh, brilliant, you know, rather than uh, you know, urate, u- urinating. <laughs> I can think of the word. It's a like urination then. Um, um, but yeah, you know, is that is that. Is it, is, will it be picked up in another, in another place? Again, we don't know. Mm. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe it was just the timing. Because there are some brilliant ideas. We've come up with a lot of ideas, especially for clients. Uh, one of our clients, Playdate, which is a single parent dating app, I've, um, we've created some really cool ideas for those. But 
it's timing is everything. Time is really, you know, we've done on-street interviews and stuff, haven't we? We do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and even that timing's right. You know, timing, location, you've got to really make sure that if you do sort of go down that route, uh, you know, not to be negative, but I prepare for failure because it's not going to work straight away. Yeah. You may have to try 20 times for it to work. Yeah. But it can work. No, oh, yeah, definitely. I think you've got like a small window with a lot of stuff as well like it's like if it's sort of like an event like an upcoming thing or whatever it might be you sort of have to kind of catch it while people are still interested in it because if it takes too long for you to get round to it then it's sort of old news then isn't it you have to like be half the press with it a lot of times yeah um and also i think you know in terms of sort of what product or services like if you're a solicitor you know, what could you do? Don't know. Whereas if you're a brand, yeah. you know, sorry, if you've got like a physical product, you know, let's say like Hilo, which is the, the electric scooter brand we're working with, you know, they could do some cool stuff, don't they? You know, they could, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think someone else my head there. But, you know, they could, you know, you could do something pretty cool, couldn't you? Yeah. But if, you know, if it was a service, you know, less traditional business like a solicitor like an accountancy firm if you typically work or a sort of localised business what could they do yeah I think it's small it's difficult when it's smaller scale because a lot of these ones that we're talking about are sort of big brands that have the I think it can work I mean if you look at my talk this morning where I spoke about um, you know businesses that have very niche audiences that's not a bad thing it's not bad to have a niche audience. You've yeah. got to understand that you haven't got a huge pot to play with. Yeah. So you've got to really, you know, A, be omnipresent, which I talk a lot about and we talk a lot about internally, but also, you know, how can you stand out? Because clearly you have competitors. Everyone does. Um, if I look at that lady that I was talking to actually after the event, um, you know, they have a, a software, but, you know, they're, 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 their prospect pool is only around 3,000 businesses in the UK. Well, that's tiny. Well, that's a small pot. Yeah. So you've got to really make sure that you're sort of standing out from the crowd and that you're you're known. You know, could you do something of this ilk for those guys? Potentially it's agricultural software, so again, it's not it's not big, but could you go to maybe a farmer show or you know, I, I, I don't know, I'm just hypothetically. Yeah, I think it's anywhere that you sort of stand out is gonna make a difference if you go to like a farm show and you have like a, everyone else has like a little store with some cakes on and you have like a big display then it's going to make more of an impact if you are able to stand out from the people around you well here's an example then coca canapé that we were at the NEC last week shout out where were they what could they do well I think I think from considering where they were in the actual good food show like kind of towards the back, I suppose, they weren't like in the middle. Every time I went past them, they were full of people. And I think, again, they were probably fortunate in the fact that it was really hot and they were doing iced chocolate. And when you walk past and see, here's a load of iced chocolate, people are going to be like, yeah, I'm down for something like that. Whereas if it had been like a, you know, a wet day or like a cold day, then maybe it wouldn't have worked as well. So they sort of... No, but if you were to, if you were to use the good food show as a as an event that obviously those guys are exhibiting at. Yeah. They've got a fantastic product. 
and it's good. Mm-hmm. It's a good product. What could they have done? Mm. So they did the taste thing, didn't they? You know, I walked around with the yeah. thing imaging. Yeah, I didn't see anyone else doing that, to be fair. So that sort of stands out. No. Their branding's quite bright as well, which is helpful. A lot of the stalls look a bit sort of dead. Yeah, from a from a from an, the thing like this. What could, uh, what could they have done that then? For it to be like, I have to go over there now. Yeah, you, granted they had a queue anyway, mm. so you know they didn't need it. But what could they have done to, you know, really just elevate themselves, be seen, known? Yeah, something wacky and guerrilla type during that event. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Like, what they could have done is shoved a load of these pellets all over the men's and girls' loos. And you could have put some in there. Uh, come to Coco Canapé. Try and eat a poo or something. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. Good to come on. Yeah. I think it also depends on what sort of brand you are. Like, it works better if you're, like, a sort of tongue-in-cheek type brand. Because if it's totally out of your wheelhouse and you do it, then people are going to be a bit confused with your like brand message and stuff. Because if like Cadbury's suddenly That's does that, right. yeah, if, if like Cadbury's suddenly put out a thing like that, people would be like, "This is the brand that's meant to be like, you know, you give it to your nan at Christmas, not like come and eat a turd." You know what I mean? Yeah, but what I get asked this much today about the um, you know sort of social media and then brand guidelines. Yeah. Same as that, you know, you can't with any of these type of stunts and these sort of you know, these, this grid of marketing type, they'll never align with your brand guidelines in a million years. But they never will. Some might. But I'd be if I think of all of our clients and all the brand guidelines, one if that, I think I could probably squeeze it in. Yeah. But not many. Yeah. Maybe the vasectomy client down in Australia. Yeah. That we're going to do that cool thing for actually. We're going to recreate Ryan Reynolds's. Have you seen it yet? No. Vasectomy drink. Yeah. We're going to do it downstairs. I'm being deadly serious. Okay. We're going to, we're going to recreate it downstairs. See, that's like a that's like playing off of a media thing, isn't it? Mm. Sort of. Mm. If you want me to. Say so, yes, so it sounds like you know what you're doing. No, 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 no. I get what you mean. But no, no. That that for me is. Um, uh, you have to be willing to take a risk, I suppose, with these things. Oh, they're fucking rogue. I even then when actually I gave a condom to James at Highway, just down there, and uh, he's like, "What on earth is this?" And he's like, "As if you've done this." I was like, "Well, it's just a condom with like a logo and the perfect fit for your business." Isn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't say it's that bad, would you? No, but. If you think saying, actually that networking event we did in Manchester when I took those, they um, that one guy refused to take it home, didn't it? Just because his wife thought he was having a <laughs> But I think it's like that's quite simple, but it's like just because nobody's a lot of people aren't thinking like that, they're thinking of the sort of traditional like, here's a flyer, here's a business card. So then when you do something even a bit out there like that, it's gonna make you stand out quite a lot. Yeah, and uh, uh, if we if we look at the benefits, I think you know there's free PR. Definitely. Um, I think in terms of actually how cost effective it is, well, if you get it right, 
it's really cost effective. Yeah, because if Dash look at that versus what they've spent on probably PR anyway. Yeah. Again, that will supersede what they've done. Yeah, think how expensive it would be to get your brand in all of those newspapers without something like this. It would cost a fortune. Um, obviously, look, again, you, your brand scene, which is you know, what we, you know, the ultimate objective with this type of... Um, it's all about awareness, isn't it? Yeah, and also it's, it's quite eye-catching. Yeah. So, again, they'll be known for that. You know, if you look at monday.com, the dating app, they're known for the billboard, which, you know, they went out to copywriters and said, create this for us for free and we'll, we'll do it. That's what they're known for. You know, that's what Monday are known for now. Yeah. Um, Grenade, I think a lot of people will know Grenade because of that stunt. And again, Dash now are in that, in that same breath. They will be known now because of that story. Yeah, positive or negative reaction to it, it still gets people remembering who you are. There's no harm to it, is there? Yeah, exactly. There's no harm that they've gone outside Parliament. Yeah, they're not doing anything maliciously as well, I think. They're all like... No. no. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think every brand could do it. I think it's just getting it right. Yeah, you've got to have the confidence to put yourself out there a bit. Confidence, I think, you know, making sure that it's it's funny. Which is always hard. <laughs> Which is hard. Because it's subjective. Yeah. Um, and then timing. Time is really important with that. Really, really important. Um, so that's it. It's episode seven. Michael. In the can. In the can, another one. These will evolve, by the way. This is FY. At the moment, they are very much there. Um, they're getting better. Like, we actually had a plan for today for this one. Yeah. So we'll just evolve, won't we? We need to bring the yellow wherever we go I think even if we're like in a different place filming it we need a yellow pillar yeah, we're in the office so we're not moving from this place this place is we're not, we haven't got big ideas like that no 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 we're not moving from this place this is easy, easy. Um, um, but yeah that's episode 7 now I think you're going to join us for the next one aren't you I shall try um, Nick might be back um, but how do we want to conclude See, this is where Nick's what good actually. Yeah, he's a good at, he's good at a closer, isn't he? Well, he's in like 120 episodes of his. Yeah. Which can I add, right? So. <laughs> oh god. I'm going to tell you now, right? We'll catch up with him in two and a half years. I'll tell you why. Because actually, less than that. In in two years, we'll catch up. Because he doesn't do it every week. He's not consistent. Well, we we are going to be consistent. Yeah, he just messaged me and asked if I can put the podcast out this week. So. Did he actually? Yeah. That's annoying. <laughs> I'll just say no. Say <laughs> so, no, no. Nick, I'm, I'm such a jump shame. Can't Fate mark uh, till I die. <laughs> I wouldn't get the tattoo. Um, yeah, but then do that. Join us for the next one. Join us for the next one. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. Remember, not every form of marketing is right for every business.